Welcome to the Breakthrough Life the Battlefield podcast series, presented by the Managing Director of Insight Intelligence Group, ex-military and diplomatic security intelligence services specialist, and now best-selling author, Mario Beckish, ambassador and activist for humanity. Ultimately, Life the Battlefield talks about the most important concerns we all have, how to have hope, to cope, how to survive and thrive in 2022 and beyond and invites you to join the conversation. First, I'd like to say hello to all of you risk takers. I'd like to say, um, they, you who dare to change, your own life will the better. Run businesses more successful and create a great legacy. Thank you all for listening, watching, and supporting this great radio show and podcast, Life the Butterfield with Mari. And let me tell you, without you, Without your support, this podcast will never exist. My mission is to change one life at a time through my experiences and experiences of my guests. And today's guest certainly will change your life for the better. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome David Barr from UK. It's nice and warm over there. It's very cold in Sydney, but who cares? We have the Dave nice uh, T-shirt, enjoying warm the weather. Dave. Thank you very much for joining us today in the studio, and thank you very much for taking time to talk to me. Oh, I'm really looking forward to it, Mario. Uh, you're welcome, Dave. Look, welcome. I know it's I know it's early in the morning in England, so like, <laughs> let's go keep for you short one. Look, Dave, thank you very much for coming on my podcast radio show, Life the Butterfield. Uh, I'm informing that you all of you can come on our website, alive905.com.au registration. Check out the Life the Butterfield this interview as well on uh, all platforms. A life the battlefield with Mario and uh, this interview date but it's gonna be streamed from tomorrow. So for intro- for the start introduction, who is David Barr? Okay, um, I guess the first thing I should say I'm a I'm a father and a husband. Yes, that's the most important thing. Yes, um, from a uh, a personal career type perspective um, and a hobby perspective, I could say uh, I'm a keen motorcyclist. I love motorbikes. Nice. Um, <laughs> so I enjoy my fun on two wheels. Yes. Um, professionally, uh, I'm a professional purchaser, buyer, procurement person. There's lots of different titles for us. Yeah. Um, so I have the joy of spending other people's money, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> no risk involved there. <laughs> no yeah. risk involved there. Yeah. Um, obviously, have to do it in a in a very uh, careful manner. Yes, of course. Uh, obviously, of course. I've been a professional buyer now for. Uh, 30 years which is a scary number for me to say Um, so where have I been buying I guess it might be a question and and I've been around in mostly manufacturing companies Mm -hmm. Um, I love manufacturing I love making things and been involved with those processes Um, and I've gone from um, in my early days when I was uh, I was classed as young. Younger. Uh, we I, should, I, I, think, I, think, I think we are born in the same century, <laughs> you and I, <laughs> close to each other. So, yes, please, I'm, I'm just joking. But, yeah, yeah, manufacturing was a big time in, in the times when you and I were, you know, born. So, like, obviously, that was a natural evolvement, you know what I mean, evolution for yourself to be that 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 era, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I've been in uh, in diesel engine manufacture. Okay. Uh, which was fantastic uh, first experience as a young man. Um, very lucky to be on a huge manufacturing site mm-hmm. um, in the UK, mm-hmm. which is even more amazing. 
Um, I've been in toy soldier business, I've been in overhead power line business and in other manufacturing business uh, supplying food and biopharmaceutical industries. Yes. Um, what I have now as well, in addition, is my own podcast, as you mentioned, called The Real Life Buyer. That's correct. Um, which is great fun, and it's coming up for its uh, end of the second year. So I'm really uh, excited about that. Yeah, look, we're going to touch to this one about your podcast because I have the various questions around this one. But before we uh, talk about podcast and uh, your real-life buyer podcast, um, Dave, to our listeners, we all try to understand the business in a today DNA age. However, today everybody talks about quick money, entrepreneurs, you know, like, you know, working from the pool by drinking the cocktail. And, and you know, you and I know that this is not, the, that's not the way. And you are doing something what's called uh, purchasing. And I personally, I never been in that arena of purchasing. Do you mind to share with our listeners that your strength? What is the purchasing and why is it so important for the, any business that aspect called the purchasing? Okay. Um, in, a, in a basic sense, uh, purchasing is really just about, uh, the term purchasing is about uh, performing a transaction yes. to, to buy a product or service, obviously, and, and, and hopefully that involves some negotiation. But what I do um, is a little bit more than that. I need to add in two other or three other words, um, procurement, a second term, and supply chain, a third term. Now, from a business perspective, what I'm interested in is making sure that uh, whatever product or service I buy from wherever it is in the world, yes. so I buy, buy from all over the world, um, I'm looking at the what we call the end-to-end -end supply chain. From the moment something, uh, even raw materials are coming into factory let's say right to the very point where the product is is purchased and at the end is then broken down into its raw component parts again at the end yes now in between there there's an awful lot of things to do and make sure that is correct to safeguard your business okay can you share more and with us what so does that mean actually safeguarding the business if you can okay. some freebies throw for our um, listeners <laughs> <laughs> well what do you have to make make sure is let's say you're buying a product um, particularly let's say it was a toy as an example yes. uh, you want to make sure that that product ends up with the consumer and it does everything it should do and nothing you know obviously negative yes. in any way you're dealing with a toy you're dealing with children so you have to make sure everything about that product is safe as, as an example okay. the last thing you want to do is to give a young child a product that isn't performing as it should do um, and so I look at all products and services that I, I buy um, from a number of different principles. Um, so I firstly want to understand what it is am I going to buy, what it is that has been specified by some uh, cracking engineers who know their mm -hmm. stuff. They've developed a great product and I need to turn it into a reality now. Yes. So in combination with my manufacturing colleagues, I now have to buy products that fit together to make this end product for sale and so i need to understand that product and that's a, a failure i see many buyers out there don't truly understand their product so i spend a lot of time researching and understanding what the product is what it does what it's meant to look like how it's meant to feel how it's meant to perform all those things so i can translate that which i need to translate that to my supply base so they understand this is what we're looking for but in order to to choose the right supplier, I need to do a lot of homework. Yes. 
And what I mean by homework is I've got to think of, okay, what's the plan for this product? Uh, how many am I going to purchase? And where, therefore, is it most appropriate to purchase that product from? Now, it could be that you're only going to buy a few of these little parts and they need to come from locally. There's no point buying, trying to buy a hundred from all the way over in China yes. or India, let's say, as an example. Yes. Um, especially if it's a low cost product. I might be wanting to buy 10,000 and therefore I want to optimize a number of elements of the supply chain. So where in the world am I going to buy it? What, who are the players in the market? What are the uh, economics and cost constraints? What are the cost drivers in their businesses? Um, what kind of company am I looking for? How big do I want it to be? Do I want to make sure that it's, it's conforming, obviously, to all the local requirements, yes. the environmental requirements, health and safety? Um, is it making sure that it's sustainable in its business? Yes. All these factors build up a picture. Um, and then you've got to drill into the finances of that company. Are they going to be here next week? I may have placed my order, I may have paid an invoice, yeah, okay. and then they suddenly have gone bust. So I have a huge responsibility uh, to cover a number of factors to make sure that the company and the location that I purchase from conform to all these different things, make sure that exactly as it should be. They're capable and understand what to do to make the product and they make it in the most efficient manner. And I buy that product, uh, obviously, at uh, the right price. Yeah, right. The question mark is, what is the right price? Obviously, it's good for them and it's good for, for my business. And I need to develop a contract. We need to agree parameters. There's so many different aspects to make sure that is right. So it's not just a case of giving yes. a bit of paper yeah, yeah. electronically, yes. otherwise, to a supplier. I need to make sure that a huge amount of information and research is done up front make sure that I know exactly what I'm going to get and so the supplier does. All those systems are in place before you hand over your money. Can I just, just jump in, Dave? I know it sounds maybe um, childish to you, you know, maybe unprofessional, maybe just you're going to laugh. But on a side, what you're doing, like majority of us, Mario Beckers, like millions of me, particularly during the COVID, we've been uh, challenged to change the life, how we're purchasing things. And one of these purchases we're continuously doing even today, it's online, right? And <laughs> I know you're going to laugh, but for me it was more like, okay, how many stars that seller actually has, right? Five stars, okay, this is the, you know, like, and then a very rare, I would scroll down to see the comments, because it has a lot of reviews, like in the five stars, you know, 90% uh, under the five-star review, like thousands of, of the uh, people who uh, gave that person star. Do you think that's very uh, childish from all of us? And I truly believe that we should take it from you, lead, and learn how to purchase things, what to look things. So I'm inviting everybody, feel free to contact David Barr and I go on his uh, podcast as well, uh, Real Life Buyer, and then you're going to learn as well how to purchase. But Dave... Do you find this very childish for me to say that I'm purchasing things, I'm spending money <laughs> in, a, in a way that, you know, I look at the number of the stars of review or I should know something else if we go into purchasing online as, a, as a individuals? Something from your end if you can share with us. Yeah, certainly looking for a review, the, uh, the opinions of hopefully uh, people who are being uh, honest. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they're true purchasers of the product. Yes, yeah, this yes, isn't yes, made up yes. stuff. 
because you know you don't really know uh, where that information has come from are these genuine buyers or not so you've got to be cautious and i think you've got to put it in context of what it is you're buying if you're buying something worth let's say five dollars um you know the amount of work you want to put into that you've got to be sensible at the end of the day um if you're dealing with a trusted retailer um obviously there's some big players out there as we all know um, and you know that you can return that product if it's faulty in any way, it doesn't meet your expectations, then the chance of you purchasing something that um, really doesn't cut the mustard, should we say, yeah. um, is quite low. You have a recourse, so you can return that. So if you know that you've got a safe bet there, then you know a $5 purchase is, isn't really here or there. Now, if you're going to a company where you're, let's say, spending thousands of dollars, yes. Um, then that's a different matter because you're probably dealing with a manufacturer or distributor of a product. And so I'd always say, do your homework. Now, I don't spend, uh, and it drives my wife nuts, to be honest, (laughs) I don't spend uh, uh, just a short amount of time researching anything. I value every penny I have. Um, And so I want to make sure that the company I'm dealing with uh, um, lives up to the values that I feel is appropriate, particularly if it's outside of my territory. Quite lucky in the UK, uh, if you're buying from a UK company, there's good legislation, there's a lot of recourse if there's a problem. If I'm buying that product from another country though, then the laws in those countries may not protect me so well. Um, If you're buying with a credit card, uh, if you're buying with a credit card, then you have some protection through your credit card company. Uh, and I've had to use that in the past, yes. to be quite honest. And uh, I've always managed to get my money back. If you're paying in a different form, though, uh, a, a bank transaction, yes. then you're going to be taking a lot more risk. So when I say research the company, do your homework, there's only so much you could do without spending money on other tools. But go to their website, look at their terms and conditions of business, yes. uh, find out what their warranties that they're offering are, uh, look for the sort of guarantees, look for testimonials and reviews, but not just on their own website, hasten to add, uh, look for other areas <laughs> down, that yeah. may well yes. have a review. And the, quite often you'll find reviews in all sorts of different places where people give their comments. And, and a lot of those, are, are, I would say, are, you know, fairly trusted areas, you know, would know those sort of places. Yes. In the, in the UK, for example, you can go to various websites where people uh, rate a service provider. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's in the service provider's interest to make sure that their last customer and the one before them and before them had a good experience. Mm. So don't just rely on that supplier's website. Go further. Go to even to page two of your page Google two, yes, search, that's let's correct, say, yes. and dig deeper. Um, and make sure they have the various things that you personally believe are, are, are honest and correct. And I said, utilize the guarantees and warranties that come with various forms of payment as well. Uh, so there, if there is a problem, you can have recourse through another third party. He's probably got a lot more leverage than you will have as an individual. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening live to Butterfield with Mario Beckes. And as I mentioned, my mission is change to to change one life at a time through my life and my business experience and experience of my guests. And today, the person who's going changing your life on better is David Barr. Apart, he shared with us his wealthy and abundant knowledge how to purchase things, 
David Barr runs a very successful podcast, Real Life Buyer. I have the privilege and honor, not knowing David, to be the, his guest on his podcast. And I'm inviting you, please feel free uh, to visit his podcast. Go on a, on a Twitter, actually, uh, and you're going to find him there very quickly. Real Life Buyer. Um, he's, he's a truly awesome gentleman. So, David, my next question would be, uh, you started your podcast, Real Life Buyer, which obviously is a reflection of what you're doing and you want to pass your knowledge. Do you mind to share with us, why did you start the podcast? And, you know, what is the aim? Because it's clearly you're helping other people by interviewing all sorts of different individuals like myself, plus yourself. So, like, you know, there there's must be something more be, be beyond our understanding just that, you know, I mean, this is the podcast because you're helping other people. Can you share with us more? Why did you start the podcast? What's the podcast about? Sure, sure. Well, um, as the name pertains, um, I wanted to, where do I start really? Firstly, I had a hunger. I had a hunger for something more than I had. I'm very lucky to have a fantastic family. Uh, I've had brilliant careers I've got a great job I've got uh, lots of good things happening to me but I always felt there was something missing yes and so I've been searching for that um, that driver and I I really love helping people <laughs> save money uh, okay. and uh, I, I enjoy what I do you mm. know I, I can't express that any anymore um, and that was driven into me um, the sort of value of money by um, my parents and my grandparents particularly my 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 nan as I refer to mm -hmm. her and uh, she always said, you know, uh, save the pennies and the pounds will look after themselves, Dave. And never a true word said as well. And so I was looking for something and the um, lockdown occurred. Yeah. <laughs> I discovered these strange things called podcasts. And I started to listen to a particular guy, a guy called Nick Bradley. Uh, he has a very um, very good podcast, a very successful podcast um, called Scale Up Your Business, which is now called Scale Up. And I really got into listening to what Nick had to say because he too was helping people. And I actually reached out to Nick uh, and said, hey, Nick, I'm quite interested in what you do. Uh, he'd only recently started. And he was so kind that he responded to me in the first place, yes. which I never really expected. And he shared lots of information on how to start a podcast, what equipment to use, even gave me the links so I could buy the very same things that he had purchased. And so I felt a little bit called out at that, yes. <laughs> that moment. Yes. So I needed to do something. And so Nick gave me that uh, impetus. Uh, it was a channel that I could use to share my knowledge and hopefully help people in the same way you say to help one person. That, that's good enough for me. If somebody saves some money um, for, their, for their future or you know, to, to share yes. with the family, then great. Um, but there was a kind of third thing here, um, something that you may or may not uh, be aware of. A lot of people aren't. Um, by listening to me now, you probably think um, everything is cool. But um, when I was quite young, uh, I suffered from nervous asthma. Um, which in myself manifested in two ways. Uh, firstly, I would basically cough myself to sleep every night. Uh, and secondly, I had a tremendous uh, stammer and stutter. Other people know it as different terms. So I could hardly get a sentence out without stumbling over my words. And you can imagine as a young person um, in school, you know what children are like. Uh, we say they take the mickey or they tease you. 
So I had tremendous amount of teasing through all my um, early years, into my teenage years, and even when I started to work. Um, and that was very difficult. Uh, not being able to express yourself yes. is, is really uh, hard. It's very challenging. It's frustrating. And it's quite upsetting. And there was a, a, a gentleman um, in my, when I was an apprentice. Um, I don't think he's with us anymore. A guy called uh, Ken Burrell. He was uh, my trainer, a uh, lovely guy, um, quite a religious chap. Um, he followed Billy Graham, I believe, quite a bit. And, and he was always somebody that I kind of looked up to. And the one day he scared me to death. Really? Okay. He said, hey, guys. <laughs> he said, hey, guys, uh, what I want you all to do is to, um, this afternoon we're going to have some fun and we're going to do a presentation. Now, those, those words to me yeah, were... Absolutely terrifying. How on earth could I stand up in front of my peers? It was difficult enough speaking as it was, but to stand up in front of the whole team, the training school, and do a presentation. It was the worst possible moment yeah. in my life. Um, but it's also the best possible moment because something when I did my presentation changed. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what it was. I can't explain it. Yes. Um, but after having um, had this really tough experience it, it was mind-blowing experience on the day uh, i went home didn't think anything about it but within a short period of time of getting home uh, my parents said dave um everything all right yeah fine what's up uh, you're not stuttering interesting yes how can i explain it i just don't know I occasionally and when i'm under extreme pressure i can stammer slightly mm -hmm. but something that ken did for me changed my life and it's still very much inside me i'm very conscious of the stammer and so by presenting um, it helps to reinforce that i've overcome this huge obstacle and going one step further the podcast me interviewing people and having to speak like i am now um, it's, it's a wonderful experience and it's a complete transition from my of the person i was when I was going from the age of, say, five yes. through to 16, 17 years old. Dave, I, I would just like the one moment to reflect what you say right now. And the reason why I'm saying this, it's I have a very great opportunity to talk to the great people like yourself. Why I'm saying great, you don't need to have the cape to be the hero, or you don't need to have the uh, massive amount of the money and account and flashy names and so on to be, in my eyes, somebody... I'm looking high like yourself. I had opportunity to interview a few days ago Professor, uh, excuse me, Dr. Andrew Stutz, and then now yourself. Uh, and both of you reminding me of the of the similar story. He has a problem with the drugs, year for age fourteen, and he had a stutter. But none of you didn't say publicly like I'm seeing on daily basis. Everybody loves to. Uh, put this sad story, you know, like my life was not good, you know, my mom was bad, my dad was bad, and you know, and you know, people become tired over the over the years. But where's the true courage comes? And I always come back to this uh, uh, quote: "You can't do something brave if you're not afraid." And clearly, you were afraid when they told you presentation day, and you know, he changed <laughs> your life on better. But what is the bigger courage, Absolutely. Dave? That you saying to me on the other side of the ocean. 
of the of the planet you know be, you know 20 oceans and seas between you and I the many continents you know for all our listeners look at a day bar and you're going to find the expression courage and I'm not saying this to uh, David this is not pay promotion I never do this but I have right to say it's hard to impress me but people like yourself David Dave, you impressed me because I didn't know this and uh, it takes a lot of courage to come to public to say such a thing and that's the guarantee that whoever comes across to you as a friend or as a client is going to be successful. But that leaves me something else, you know. Like, so why did you call the Real Life Buyer your podcast? Why that name? Right. The, the name, um, obviously, I wanted to get across um, what I did. Uh-huh. But... Quite often, what I see out there are lot of lot of academic yes. uh, references, yes. um, and you can look at a book all day long, but putting it into practice is a totally different yes. animal. And so, I wanted to make sure that what people would were hearing were the kind of questions you should ask, what you should be seeking, what knowledge should you be seeking, how should you apply that learning. So, putting it into practical uh, sense. Um, I've, you know, I could pick up the the Chartered Institute of Purchasing Manual, and it's yes. about this yes. thing. It's an <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> and it, yes, it's quite technical. Yes. Um, but there's a huge difference in reading a book and applying it in reality. And I wanted to make it as translatable yes. and as simple for people to understand as possible. Uh, I'm doing, a, a, for example, a series of only sort of one minute clip uh, clips on negotiation. Where, where, they can, where we can so see those things, clips, Dave. Okay, well, I've got various uh, channels. I'm even on TikTok. Which is Ooh, are we going to find you TikTok? Okay, <laughs> we promote you. We promote you everywhere. So, like, you know, what I mean? that's okay. Please continue. Yes. So, one minute videos. Yeah, so, yeah. so, I'm doing these little short videos. I'm putting out on my channels yes. um, to help people that if they're going to go into a negotiation, what kind of things should they consider? Mm-hmm. What should they be aware yes. of? What should they think about before they go in, in to have a discussion with a salesperson, for example? What sort of tactics would the salespeople mm-hmm. use? So that's going to be far more useful than reading a book on negotiation. It's applying it in reality. I agree with you, Dave. So this is what it's all about, is to make it as accessible and simple and easy for people to follow. Because I meet a lot of people out yes. there, I meet lots of other buyers, as I mentioned earlier on, who don't actually necessarily know the technicalities of what they're buying. So, you know, I've been faced with challenges. Uh, oh, this week, Dave, we want you to go and buy this product. I may have never purchased it before. Okay, I need to go back and do my homework and study and find out lots of different metrics about this. You know, if we just take, a, for example, you're buying a pencil, yes. you think that sounds so simple. But if you think about how you break it down, it's got the, the wood or the plastic it's surrounded by. You've got the lead in the, in the pencil. You've got the ferrule, the metal bit at the end quite often. You've got the rubber at the end of the piece. You've got different colorings, different shapes. You think, hold on a minute. How on earth do people make just pencils? Pencil, and Exactly. It sounds like it is. For me, like for me and many other people, yeah. People's yeah. Exactly. But if the guy who I'm if I'm working with a designer and he says, We want you to buy this pencil, Dave, it's got to conform to this specification and so on and so forth, then you just don't wander down to your local store and buy a thousand of them. You're making that product specifically for the customer Mm. that they're designing it for. And they want these features, these benefits 
all these different things about it. Yeah. They want it from sustainable wood and so on and so forth. So it isn't just buying a pencil anymore. It's buying a product. And so that's why I need to understand how it's made, what the manufacturers, uh, yes. where, they're, where they're based, where they buy the materials yes. from, how they make it in an efficient way. Is it sustainable? Are people looked after when they make it? All these other things suddenly become a, a requirement now. It's not just about buying any old pencil off any old, old shop shelf. I'm, I Look, I'm, like for me, when you got me there when you say it's a pencil, and then you start listing it, I mean, itemizing things and like, it's just a pencil, you know. It just you see, this is what I said. This is where your wealth and abundant experience comes very handy uh, for everybody who's in a business. Because after all, we all need to purchase things either for our home or for our business. Um, so I have the question for you, Dave. If somebody comes to you and say, "Dave, I want to start my own business," give me your best tip. What that would be? Would you say? Don't do it. <laughs> well, having, having worked in lots of businesses, yes. um, I, I, things that have kept me in good stead, and I, I know a lot of business owners, I've interviewed a lot of business yes. owners, and a number of things come through. I'm quite a logical person, which you might have picked up on. Yes. Um, but I'm very much into determining facts. I do an awful lot of preparation. I do my research and I do my analysis. Yeah. I don't do analysis to paralysis stage, yeah. but I get everything written down on paper, mm -hmm. do my homework thoroughly, understand a lot of the drivers that uh, are required. So if you're setting up a new business, it depends on what it's going to be, of course, but understanding your market, understanding where you want to perhaps have your own store, yes, it depends what yes. sort of business you want. You know, break down what you want to do and, and, uh, and thoroughly research it. When you've got that business running, then it, the things you need to know have trans transitioned. How to manage people, how to make the, pro uh, the procedures and processes optimised, yeah. you know, how to make sure things are done consistently mm. well. And this all takes work and research, planning and organisation. So you know, that's where I've always come from. The people that I've interviewed, the people I work with, I can see these things coming through consistently. I go to people that I clearly uh, recognise as being experts who know their stuff, who've done their homework and are honest uh, and, and will work with me um, to develop solutions. And those are the people that I spend my money with and uh, I have um, you know, great relationships with. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed there, you know, uh by the way, I need to purchase my new my new my new chair because for some reason, as I'm moving, maybe I gained the weight. Apologies for my listeners and viewers, <laughs> but something it is with my chair. But obviously, I need to purchase a new chair. That's the, obviously uh, the good sign with that with that noise and squeaking. But they, there is no better way to explain reason why people should come to you. One, it's your own experience, life and business experience, and you saw a lot of businesses. Secondly, as you mentioned you interviewed a lot of business owners. So I'm encouraging everybody to come uh, to visit uh, Dave Barr, his podcast, Real Life Buyer. Contact Dave, learn from him, see how we can, guys, you can work together. And as well, there's a plenty of the guests he Dave interviewed, which you can find the answers suit your needs. And David's here to help you. But Dave, for the last, book or quote, what is, what is your book, if you have a recommendation, or any quote you want to share with our listeners? Okay. Um, 
it's difficult because um <laughs> I sort of, I've interviewed some fantastic people like yourself yes, Mario you. and many of those people have written books now there's there's two books that I have read way more than once um uh, one example is one by Scott Miller yes um he has the on leadership podcast and his first book uh, is master mentors volume 1 and he has other others planned in the series and that has been uh, an incredibly informative book to me. There's the knowledge of 30 experts uh, in there, and it teases lots of things through. Lots yes. of information comes through, and I've read that multiple times already, and I'm still gleaning more. I can't wait for the yes. second book to come out. If you're, uh, A s second book I like to suggest is one called Blue Fishing by a guy called Steve Sims, yes. again, which is an excellent book and he's been a uh, a guy on my podcast for those people who are looking in particularly are interested in negotiation um who want to follow the things that i kind of do day to day uh, one of the best books i've come across is called secrets of power negotiation by um which i think roger dawson is his, his name and that's a very well writ written book and you mentioned a quote uh, and there's one that i live by and i look at every single day and it's by uh, somebody that everybody's heard of, no doubt, uh, Zig Ziglar. Yes. And it says, your attitude more than your aptitude determines your altitude. I love that. I okay. fell in love with that the first time I heard it. I've thought about it deeply since. And it is absolutely correct. If your attitude isn't cor correct, isn't appropriate, you don't approach things yeah. in the right way, you're never going to be the best in your industry. So, you know, that's the one that uh, I said, I've written that down and I see it every single day. And it reminds me about how I should behave as an individual. You know, Dave, I didn't say this earlier when you spoke about this and I left it deliberately and purposely as a last. Before you start your podcast, you said you contacted somebody who was running a successful podcast. And that person comes to you and gives you the tips, ideas and equipment to buy. And this is what the most of people can't comprehend if you don't ask you're never gonna know how it's gonna end and that's again it's a courage itself you see we always can see the people who are successful and you know run a good podcast or they're rich or abundant whatever we want to define them and classify them however if we want to be successful in delivering our excellence or our podcast like yourself real life buyer you know i truly admire that you say this and share with our listeners here, particularly in Australia, that you go to somebody who's very successful without problem and say, I like your podcast. I just want to run the podcast. And the person says, hi, Dave. Thank you for contacting me. I don't go into the details of your conversation, of course. But person replied to you in such a good way that you start your podcast. Now, Dave, for the last, how people can listen to your podcast, where they can find you, what social media, and you know, in, uh, what they can expect when they're listening to your podcast or come to your social media channels. Sure, sure. Well, as you mentioned, uh, the podcast is The, the Real Life yes. Buyer um, on many different channels. I'm, I'm hosted on Buzzsprout. Yes. Um, so if you would look on Apple or Spotify or Amazon, you'll find the podcast there. Uh, my website is uh, therealifebuyer.co.uk. And I've got the channels on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Twitter yes. and TikTok yes. um, called 
uh, obviously the uh, real life buyer. Yes. So you can find me there. What you'll find in there, obviously, are information about the podcasts that are coming up. There's also, as an example, the negotiation tweets. So I try to put out informative information there as well. Um, I like to give back as much as possible to both uh, my guests uh, and to my listeners. So on my website, the publications that my guests have produced and any courses they run, I list those so people can click a link and go and see what they're all about as well. Um, so it's it's about the podcast and everything I do is about trying to help people to not just save money and buy smart, which is obviously very critical, but it's also about your personal development, your self-confidence, about leadership, uh, everything to do about self-improvement, um, because we all need every single day to keep trying to be a better person than when we were the previous day. They- from somebody who was afraid to do public speaking, who has been, I'll use the word bullying, right? To just put everything under one umbrella in the school because due to your uh, speech uh, issues and everything else, you come very far away, my friend. And I'm very grateful for the person who introduced us to be on your guest on your podcast. And I'm inviting everybody here in Australia uh, who are listening uh, Station Live 19.5 FM uh, feel free to come under the podcast section today. Interview with, with Dave Bart is going to be tomorrow on uh, uh, alive19.5fm.com.au, as well as going to be in across the all platforms on social media, Life The Butterfield with Mario. Um, feel free to contact Dave, give him all love and support. He's the person who surely displayed the courage, which most of people will not ever consider to do it. He did it. And you can learn so much from him and his guest, as well the hashtag real life buyer across the all major platforms: Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok. Yes, and um, you know, but I'm gonna put all links below. So feel free to contact Dave Bar, give him maximum love and support, learn from him, and you wanna be glad you did it. Dave, thank you very much for being my guest today. It's a Sunday night in Sydney, Sunday morning in UK. Dave is in short sleeves. I'm in my jacket. My chair is squeaking. I apologize to listeners. I wasn't expecting, but I'm going to fix this uh, on audio. So, Dave, thank you very much for being my guest today. Uh, I truly appreciate And this is the privilege uh, for everybody, you know, because we all can learn so much from the people who are ready, the stars, superstars in media, social media. But the true heroes and some business heroes are people like yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, Life the Butterfield, my guest, Dave Barr. Hashtag real life buyer. Jump now, find Dave, contact him, give him love and support. Dave, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mario. Been a pleasure. This has been another episode of Life the Battlefield with Mario Beckish. Please like and subscribe. And remember to catch all of the Life the Battlefield podcast episodes on YouTube and at mariobeckish.com.au. Don't forget to leave a comment for Mario. And if there is someone you know who could benefit from the experience and insight in this episode, share it with them.